0: Give us some men who know the truth
1: and who will declare the truth and who will stand with Athanasius and Polycarp and Calvin and Luther and Whitfield and Edwards
0: and who will declare from the housetops that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. serious
1: All right, children, you are in trouble today because I am over here and Lou is over there. Hey there. And we have nothing in between us. Normally there's a laptop and like a tablet and sheets of paper and things. And we've done this a couple of times before recently. Try not to make a huge habit of this, but I think we can make some sense of some things and have some fun today. So I'm warning you, you are in trouble. And part of the reason you are in trouble is because we are here to tell you that the enemy is at the gates, whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. All right. Normally, I have some good news to try to give you, You a short little devotion, something to anchor ourselves, but I don't today, simply because, just to be perfectly honest with you, we have made this decision in the last 35 seconds Mm. as a team, and this was an idea that I had about 45 minutes ago. So that's how much prep has gone into it. You have been warned. (laughs) So on the bright side, we have a real doozy for you next week because it was all prepped and ready to go for this week. Lou was already depressed and getting ready to cut himself.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a cutter. <laughs> so
1: so we will cover that stuff next week. Fun will be had by all. But I, this is something that I've seen talked about. This is something that will be talked about on numerous Christian and non-Christian platforms. But I think there's an important aspect of the way things are being talked about that needs to be discuss that goes along with how we view the world does that make sense or sure. have i confused you already all right everybody who has been within like 12 miles of a television radio phone or computer or whatever knows that there was a slight event in nashville yesterday
2: yeah
1: was it yesterday my days have run together already. Was i think it it's monday? the day before was it
2: monday mm-hmm. okay
1: my days are already running together
2: yeah Yeah, the incident took place about an hour away from one of my colleagues that I work with. uh, Oh,
1: yeah, one of your remote work guys. Oh, fun. Yeah. So there was a shooting at a Christian school in Nashville. So let's try to cover the details as I understand them thus far. And Lou and I were already just trying to go over this. And if you don't have like a chart, you know that meme of the dude and he's pointing at the board with all the strings and they – like all Sure. I feel like you need one of those to make sense of all of this.
2: Yeah, wasn't the pastor's ch- daughter or son? There
1: was a pastor who lost a child.
2: Okay, I, now, thought... I
1: don't think it's the pastor of the church, but it's a pastor because the school is. I think the school is connected to a church, and I don't even. I haven't even looked into all the details. It's a
2: Presbyterian it. church, is yeah, what it is. That, yeah, I figured when I, I saw I the name
1: Covenant, and I was like, okay, that those are Presby's. Yep. <laughs> so here's how we understand it: a 28 year old trans. Okay, what's the terminology? It's a trans man, right?
2: I wouldn't know what to call him today. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a biological
1: female who identifies as a man. That's a trans man, right? Because trans women are dudes, so trans men
2: are chicks. Yeah. Okay. I told you,
1: we need charts. We need charts. There needs to be charts for Maybe this. Maybe not,
2: not pictures, because I don't know if I like looking at those. Oh, no, I don't
1: know that mugshot was worth it. <laughs> yeah, right. My wife was at the gym listening to that, and she looked at it, and she looks at me, she's like, seriously? I'm like, I told you it was worth looking up.
2: Oh, my goodness. She's like,
1: he does look like a rodeo clown. I, it's like, I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. I just live here. You know. How did
2: you say that? That's funny. A he rodeo clown. It Looks is...
1: like they picked up a rodeo clown and stuck a, a she-her pronoun on him. It was just bizarre. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, you have to dig back a couple last couple of Wednesdays and find that. But near as I can understand. So a 28-year-old woman who identifies as a man who was named Audrey and is now named Aiden. Are you with me so far? Yes. So I don't know what the actual understanding of that is. So if I call her Audrey, which, by the way, her. Look, like, if you change your name, I'll call you whatever you want. But I'm I'm not denying reality. So she loaded up with, with which is unfortunately a really nice firearm that they're gonna now like call for a um, a Keltec foldable nine millimeter carbine. Is they're, that I, what that was? Yeah, they're they're really cool. I almost bought one a few years ago. Actually, I just couldn't justify it because I had no real use for
2: it. All I saw was the initial. Entry into the school. She shot out the front door and walked in, and I saw the weapon at that point. Yeah,
1: it's the Keltec makes it. Keltec is a firearms manufacturer out of Florida. They do all sorts of cool stuff. A lot of it doesn't work, but there, there's some of the their their stuff that does work is really cool. And this is one of their really cool things. It's actually a nine millimeter carbine based on an AR platform, but it folds. So the barrel mechanism, instead of folding down like on a. Oh, shoot. A double barrel shotgun right, right. folds laterally to the right, mm-hmm. so that, and then the stock is collapsible. It's meant for, which, by the way, for anybody who's thinking, like, yeah, that's meant so you can sneak it around places. No, it's actually meant so that it'll fit in a backpack for hikers so they can actually have defense on trails and if you're camping and things without having to head, you know. 48 feet of weight you know and then and, and heft to your to your gear because if you ever do long hiking weight is important so you get nine millimeter you get a large capacity in case you, you know you to try to fend off a bear or something which have fun with that with a nine millimeter but at least with a barrel rifle barrel you have a more fighting better fighting chance because you get you know better velocity on your rounds than you would out of a pistol by the way that's how ballistics works kids The Mm -hmm. the barrel length, actually. The rifling and the extra length of the barrel can give you more rotations on the barrel, on the bullet, which will actually give you better velocity than you would get out of a pistol. Not because the gun is scarier, just simply because physics is still a thing. Okay. I'm gonna hop off my soapbox real quick. But that's the concept behind the gun. It's actually really cool, and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna call for it to be banned and Keltech's gonna get sued. And it's a real shame because while they make some stuff that's complete garbage, that some of the stuff they make is actually kinda cool. And it's um I am in favor of people who try to do cool things. So Well,
2: it's been my experience <laughs> that guns don't kill anybody. It's the people that are I always
1: wanted that T shirt.
2: Killing people. Do you yeah.
1: ever do you remember do you remember um Happy Gilmore? Yeah. The dude who played Jaws in James Bond mm-hmm. is the angry giant guy who's mad at Shooter McGavern. Remember mm-hmm. he had that t-shirt, Guns Don't Kill People I Do?
2: <laughs> oh, that makes sense. <laughs> the picture I get is him biting that cable in yes, half. Yes, yes.
1: Yeah, that guy. Yeah, He was the dude who was torturing Shooter McGavern in the Happy Gilmore. Yeah, there's that. He, then one of the scenes he's got a t-shirt on that says, Guns oh, Don't Kill People yes. I Do. Yes,
2: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I
1: remember. So, yeah. So, that's, that's again, because logic is still a thing, children. So, she shoots out the doors, goes in, apparently ends up killing three children. I think they're nine-year-olds. Um, the principal mm-hmm. and two other adults. Yep. Um, as you put it earlier before we started, before I hit the record button, basically a suicide by cop because you know you're not walking out of there.
2: Absolutely not. Once, yeah. you, once you
1: do that, you're not walking out of there.
2: Yeah.
1: So that is the tragic, terrible, horrible part of the story. Pray for those families. Pray for those people. Here's where the weirdness comes in. Okay? Okay. There's a manifesto. Right, right, right. I heard There's that. There's always a manifesto. Heard that. Yeah, I'm calling my shot right now. You ready? These uh-huh. are predictions with Prophet Michael. Oh boy. You're never going to read it. You're never Oh gonna, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're never, never going to get to read the manifesto and there are already alphabet soup crews who are trying to get law enforcement in in courtrooms. To squash the release of the manifesto, because oh, yeah.
2: damage control.
1: No, it's not damage. Well, it's it's ultimately damage control. Put your tinfoil hats on and then follow down the rabbit trail on that one. But the reasoning behind it is what I want to discuss. Okay. Okay. It's the rationale. All right. They don't want the manifesto released because it might lead to violence against LGBTQ blah blah blah, blah peoples.
2: I don't think people need a manifesto what? to. To, you know, have violence on other people. That's just the world that we live in. But
1: notice the framing already. Oh, sure. One of our people...
2: This goes away.
1: Yeah, one of our people went into the school Mm -hmm. and killed a bunch of folks. If you release the manifesto, then the normies will attack our people. Because we attacked their people, this doesn't make sense. And that's part... At the end of the day, it doesn't have to make sense because one of the things we've always talked about is... Certainly, I mean, a double standard. Though. Well, it is a double standard.
2: They would they would be demanding oh, that of, if it had course. been a straight guy walking in well,
1: there. Technically, according to the rules of the day, wasn't it a straight white male? <laughs> I'm serious. I don't
0: know. I don't if, know. About that. If the
1: rules of language are the way that the world wants them, mm-hmm. then a woman who has sexual desire towards another woman identifies as a man but does not change her sexual desire, then isn't she bippity-boppity-boo, abracadabra, now you're a man who identifies as someone who's attracted to women, so aren't you a straight white male?
2: Yeah, uh, only in your head. But yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but yes. I'm talking about
1: according to the rules of yeah.
2: culture. No, you're right. Yeah, not yeah. in reality. I agree with we you. We left
1: reality a long time yeah, ago. <laughs> I agree
2: with you. Yeah, I'm just processing the... the, the. <laughs> I told you you need that dude with the chart and the strings. Right. And, right. and like, like
1: <laughs> and when Jupiter is in ascension and Mars is in retrograde, then this all makes sense.
2: <laughs> right. We're in trouble. Yeah.
1: And if you hold the chicken bone over the pot and turn it counterclockwise eight times <laughs> I mean that's you almost have to have that read that level of rationale. But <clears throat> You and I have talked numerous times that we live in a what has been dubbed a post-Christian culture. We have not used that terminology necessarily, but we've described it quite well. Right. We live in a world that is hostile to the gospel. It is hostile to almost any faith tradition unless they think that faith tradition can help them destroy the culture further. Hence the reason Islam is in and Christianity is out as a, as a public relations ploy, because the, the, uh, the angry atheist who knows two things beyond a doubt, that God doesn't exist and I hate him, believes that the, that the Muslim culture will help them override Western civilization. And they're probably not wrong in that regard. They're probably not going to like what they create if, if Islam gets in charge, but they're not wrong in the regard that Muslim and uh, Middle Eastern Islamic culture will help liberal atheists destroy the Christian foundations of Western civilization. Fair?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see them using it as a tool, but I think you're 100% if they ever got control. Oh. They, they would be the first ones shot too.
1: I just, I just hope I live long enough to see which one is the useful idiot in that relationship.
2: I was just thinking that very term because that's a that's a term that's used by communism yeah. when they take over. Socialism is what communism uses to get get their foothold, and then once communism gets their foothold, then they kill all the socialists, so they call them useful idiots.
1: And that's why I wonder who who wins <laughs> that fight. Does Islam win that fight, or does liberal? atheism live that win that fight and if that's the case who was the useful idiot because technically the winner is the is the the loser is the useful idiot right
2: yeah I think Islam would win um, I'm kind of in by, by number, I'm, you know, I'm just, sure I'm, number I'm
1: fascinated I hope I live long enough to find out just because that's one of those uh, that's one of those dirty hairy moments I got to know <laughs> <laughs> we get to have Jesus can we put that channel back on cable real quick so I can just find out real fast I just, I just want to know real okay thank you I'm good you can turn it off
0: <laughs> right
1: So we live in a culture that is hostile to the foundations of Christianity, Christian ideals, even Christian morality being put into place in any shape, form, or fashion. And you're seeing this. Go scroll. NBC News has already had a story on this. CNN had a headline on this. Um, I can't remember some of the other outlets that I've seen that the, the, the fault for this shooting lies on the fact that the parents would not accept this girl as a man.
2: So she goes and kills a bunch of children and people she doesn't know because her parents didn't accept. Apparently,
1: that. it's okay. like the world's worst temper tantrum. yeah like
2: I, I, I heard she was a member of that church though, and went to that school at one time. She, she went to
1: school as a as a child, yes, mm-hmm. and apparently was bullied during her time there because, you know,
2: seriously. I was trying to figure out wasn't? what the connection with the kids and the and the principal was because they didn't really. Yeah, they didn't really explain.
1: No, and they're not, and they're trying not to. But that th- those are apparently the details. So it's a former student mm-hmm. rejected by family who holds to actual. Again, you forked over the money to send your kid to a covenant Presbyterian school. You probably have some Christian leanings. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you didn't send him to the liberal Christian school just to get a good education. You actually tried to get him something quality here. Mm-hmm. And that if it's, in, if it's in Nashville, you know that wasn't cheap. Like you just know that wasn't cheap. Yeah. So, Anyway, it was a bit of an investment. So all of that has gone on. I'm claiming now you're not going to get the manifesto. And what I'm noticing and what's interesting is the backlash that's coming out of the media. Because what what the media always tries to do in these situations is present a narrative so they can shape a story. If you've never studied sociology and media interactions, it's what's called the Overton window. The Overton window is what allows or disallows information into public discourse. Really? Yes, that's yeah. the that's the that's the terminology behind it. Okay. So, back rewind your brain clock 50 years. The Overton window was very small. You were talking of what? A handful of radio stations, two or three newspapers nationwide. Mm-hmm a couple of tv networks so i mean if it wasn't on cbs nbc abc at six o'clock you know with walter cronkite or if you're my generation with damn rather tom brokaw and peter jennings
2: wow yeah that's a blast from a past i yeah. remember all of those guys yeah
1: but that was that was the new that wasn't just like some of the news that was the news right like if you got news you got it at six thirty eastern watching one of those three dudes
0: mm-hmm.
2: and
1: everybody had their favorites mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Right, for sure. <laughs>
1: and so, I mean, that or you got the local newspaper or you got the New York Times. Right. And you maybe listened to one or two radio stations. And that that was the Overton window. So information either came through that stream or you didn't know about it. Now the Overton window is much larger. So the way that the Overton window is controlled because you don't need cbs nightly news to give you your news you don't need cnn's eight o'clock eastern block you can go to the internet and you don't have to go to yahoo or cnn's website you can go to thousands of different outlets and independent journalists so what groups with large outreach attempts to do is they can't narrow the overton window anymore they can't close it so what they try to do is make the information that streams through as monolithic as possible so that everything else seems french and that's how you control information makes sense yeah. It's, what, it's what gets referred to as the narrative. What's fascinating to me, and by the way, you can think I'm completely crazy for pointing this out. Unfortunately, this is the reality of your world. This is one of the reasons why Christian groups have tried to create news services and have tried to create their own information outlets mm-hmm. because they're trying to provide sources that can work within this stream. So this is just the reality of your life. <clears throat> what I'm fascinated by is what the air quote narrative is. And thus far, it is how we need to do everything in our power from this point forward to protect LGBTQ blah, 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 blah people from harm and retribution. So, a great stat. You ready? Okay. You, you know how many transgenders were killed last year in, in like, hate, hair quotes, hate crimes? I
2: don't know. Less than 10? Yeah. Two. Two. Okay. Two.
1: Is there an epidemic of violence against trans people? No. This trans person killed more people than trans people were killed last year in hate crimes.
2: <laughs> That's ironic, <laughs> isn't it? Though, yeah.
1: Now, what does this matter to you, and why do I wa- why do I want to blow up everything we would normally do on a Wednesday to talk about this? Do tell. Look at your world, Christian. Uh-huh. And realize that the world that you thought existed is demonstrating at the popular level that it does not exist. And the world that you live in is a world that not only is indifferent to you, it hates you. So this is the Matrix. (laughs) No, because you're not unplugging. Sorry. Lawrence Fishburne is not walking in that door. (laughs) (laughs) I know Kung Fu. (laughs) Show me. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. We're having our Keanu moment. Yeah. He's he's contractually obligated to go. Whoa. In at least once at least once in every movie.
2: That's so cool.
1: He is. Whoa. whoa. See that's going on the button. I'm, whoa. I'm 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 gonna give me a Keanu Reeves, whoa button.
0: Whoa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Too bad they don't have a button for Sam Elliott to stare at you disappointedly. Like that needs to be. What would what would that sound like? (laughs) Because you know what I'm talking about when I when I when I describe that, you can immediately picture Sam Elliott and Buzz just looking at you like you have disappointed him, and you're like,
0: "I'm sorry, Dad." Mm -hmm. Right?
1: (laughs) You're not even my dad, and I'm sorry. (laughs)
0: Mm.
2: Funny.
1: So. The articles are coming out that this is a problem with the trans, this is not a problem with the trans community, this is a problem of making sure we protect the trans community, that the genesis of this crime originates in the parents' rejection, or the genesis of this crime generates in the fact that thoughts and prayers for the school are not enough. That was one story that that popped out, some reporter tweeted out. It's ironic, this happened at a church school where thoughts and prayers should be the strongest. Ha 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 ha. Now, what does this tell you about your culture?
2: They have extreme enmity. Not only for God, but for those things that God created to be what wholesome did, and, and good. What and, did
1: Jesus tell you? Yeah, they hated you because they first, first hated me. Hated him. Two yeah. things that every atheist knows to be true it, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Hmm. God doesn't exist.
2: And they hate him? And I hate him. Right, right, right. right. Those are the
1: t- You're seeing that. Yeah. Irresist- but what's fascinating, though, is <clears throat> they're not even attempting to deal with the tragedy of the Christian aspect of this. Or yeah, the even the school aspect of this, yeah, they don't care this is we this is either we gotta ban guns or we've got to protect the information so that there's not backlash against trans people,
2: yeah, they want badly to disarm <coughs> Americans, period that's but, another story, but where where are the stories of the of
1: the angry Christian mobs with their pitchforks and torches going after trans people
2: like do these stories exist, man. Like like you said, there's only been two people that that have have been killed. It's but- so
1: bad. I do, do mean, do you, this is the, this is this is the weird part. Do you know, like everybody? If you ever ask anybody who's who's paid attention to this stuff for a while, and I can't remember the guy's name, I used to know it right off the top of my head. But there was a story out of it was like Texas or Oklahoma from the mid 90s. Okay, and this um, there's a homosexual man. He went to a bar or something like that, and. and I'm just going to be give you the crude descriptions. You ready? Mm-hmm. Basically, two drunk rednecks beat him up and drug him behind their truck and killed him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And that was that was the rationale. And there's a lot of detail to the story that's probably not because he was gay. But there's um, that was the story that was used for years to explain the justification for laws protecting homosexuals and laws that initiated hate crime bills and things like that. Now... The reason I point that out is because like that was the story for 20 years. Why was that the story for 20 years? Because It's the only thing that happened. That was the only the one last, that ever happened in the
2: last 20 years.
1: That was like the thing that happened. And the reason why I point out that the, the the statistic against trans people with hate crimes is because yes, trans people are actually well, not trans people, but sometimes trans identifying people and homosexual couples, they have higher rates of domestic violence and murder oh, for sure but that's because they have a higher incidence I'm sorry to say this of mental illness in their own communities yeah and most of those crimes I, I are what you call crimes of passion
2: I think the hate crimes are the people that are living in that manner their hatred is towards themselves and to the guy that created them the way he created them so but you're right my mom, my mom she used to uh, she used to rent and um, they rented to a couple uh, a lesbian couple and those girls, it was almost like a monthly thing. One one of them went to jail because they were fighting, and one of them was beating up the other. Yeah. And and there was so much violence in that relationship. And I grew up in a house like that too. But you know, you know, it was it, yeah. my dad would get drunk and he would do you different know, violence, stupid but, thing. It, but 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 it, it, it's the same scenario though. The the one that that takes on the masculine role almost is always the one initiating the fight. And it, it's crazy. It's crazy.
1: And this becomes, though—now, again, all of these things, things you can double-check us on. You can go Google them yourself. You can go look up the studies. Yeah, yeah. I'm not just trying to pull stuff out of my ears here. I'm just I'm trying to give you things that are fairly well-known general pop culture-type aspects of this. What I want you to do, though, as you see the stories, as you see mainstream outlets, and then as you start to see secondary and tertiary outlets— it's because you know there's going to be a vice story on this, and there's going to be a salon story that's going to try to cover this from some angle— where why are we blaming the parents we don't blame the parents for anything else like this yeah why are we concerned about backlash against the shooter and the shooter's community we don't ever seem to care about that at any other time in history we care because at the end of the day this is the issue that the world is using as a wedge for everything and you're seeing this going back in the church (laughs) who's singing we're recording in an office with the door shut and somebody's trying to break glass out there. It's probably my wife. <clears throat> There's no telling. The um the wedge has been there for the better part of 30 plus years. I mean, you can go back and see this with the um with the Presbyterian Church, this the PCA, PCUSA split. Yeah. The most recent Methodist Church split where the Western yeah. churches are breaking away from the African and Asian Methodist churches it's no longer the issue of women that's becoming the division it's now the issue of rainbow affirmation and so this is the new in-group in your society christian you are the out-group they are the in-group how do you live in light of that
2: well i i think that our uh, we need to be about the scriptures. We need to be reading yes. and and discipling our children and preparing them for the world that they're entering because it's, it's not the same one that you're we grew up not.
1: In. You're not preparing them for a world that simply doesn't like you or doesn't want to hear it. Right. You're entering into a world that is actively not becoming, but has actively become hostile
2: oh, yeah. to your viewpoints. Right. You got to re- you got you got to train for battle, and whatever that looks like, you know. They see you die Mm -hmm.
1: they see your children killed and their first inclination is how do we protect our own community from
2: this so what is good conan
1: (laughs) but that's how they're operating
2: right (laughs) that's how they're operating
1: what is best in life well to kill your principals and your children and to see you leave us alone and so we'll do it again Mm -hmm. and that's part of this which i mean that was one of the stories Uh, oh that was one of the great headlines um uh, one of the headlines, I, t- I can't remember what news outlet, but it was a Tennessee news outlet, and they had to delete it because people lost their minds, rightly so, was like shooting at Christian School in Nashville, which is the home of the Daily Wire and where trans-affirming care has recently been banned. <laughs> it was just like, that was the headline. Oh, that was the oh. whole headline. Oh, And you're going, what? there's a lot of water being carried there. But why is that being done? That's the old magician's trick. Mm-hmm. You don't see the right hand picking your pocket because you're seeing the left hand, you know, doing the fancy card trick, right? <clears throat> you're not paying attention to what's, you know, right in front of you because you're looking 12 different ways. That's intentional. But again, why? Because we don't care about your worldview and we don't care about the people affected by your worldview. Mm-hmm. We're going to take, as, a, as the world looks at this, every opportunity to crush your worldview and to insert our own. This is, again, why I'm forever telling you the battle is not over. This is going to sound weird. The battle is not, as Christians, over like, sex-affirming care, whether or not we're going to allow kids to have hormones and things like that. That's not the battle. When we're fighting the battle there, it's because the real battle has already been lost. The real battle is over what is actually the definition of humanity and who gets to make the rules for humanity. All right. And so when you're going, well, I don't want you to be able to prescribe my 16-year-old puberty blockers. Okay, I get why you say that we've already lost, if that's what we're fighting. Because the argument should be, why do you think sex and gender are separate? Why do you think gender is a social construct? That's a problem of how you see the world and how you understand the authority of this world. That's a problem of who you are at your core. And really, you know what that comes right down to, right? Did God really say? You knew I was gonna say it, I saw the look. (laughs)
2: Did God really say? Yeah, it, it really does. And it, it, to me, the first chapter of Romans really speaks loud and clear. You're living there. Yeah, these folks are, are, are have been handed over to their own lasciviousness, and they are going to commit these, these acts, and they're going to promote it, and, and, and they want everybody else to do it too, basically. Well, yeah. And, and, and so we're living in a world, like you said, post Christian. Uh, they're militant. They want us all dead unless we, we go along with what they say.
1: Yeah, sit down, shut up, and do what we tell you.
2: Right. I, I've joked
1: for years that, you know, you live in a world described by your Bible. You live in a biblically faithful world. Yeah. It just so happens the biblical faith, the, the two passages we're biblically faithful to are Judges 21 and Romans 1. <laughs> Judges. Judges 21 There was no king in Israel in those days, and everyone did what was right in his own eyes.
2: Yeah, that's a constant refrain in the judges but yeah. Yeah. And
1: in Ro- Romans 1.
2: Yeah.
1: What's the problem? We will degrade our minds mm-hmm. and then we will degrade our bodies. No,
2: oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. And we
1: will worship the creation and we will worship ourselves yeah. and we will look at you and say, how dare you not celebrate this? Look at how we celebrate this. Mm-hmm. Give hearty approval to those who do the same. All right. That's the world that you live in. Now, when you come in from the outside, and that becomes the world that you're now entered into. You, you can't win the argument by going, you know, you probably shouldn't celebrate that. that. That's not even a category. There's no category for what do you mean I wouldn't celebrate that. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. I am, the, I am the master of my domain. I am the captain of my ship. How dare you tell me I should live a different way? You have to proclaim that that is sin. That is iniquity before a holy God, who, by the way, you know exists and you know will judge this in eternity. Yeah. That's why, again, they hate you because they already know that judgment is coming. You're reminding them of that. I think part of the problem is we've had way too many churches in way too many places not reminding people of that because we have been <clears throat> excuse me, we have been in such a hurry to soften our language and not go after the root cause. At yeah. the end of the day, there's there's the thing I want to drill down to. They are attacking you at the foundation. We don't care about your worldview, and we will do everything possible to protect our worldview. And the way they're doing that is by painting this as an issue of we need protection now. The out-group that is now favored is the in-group. So the Rainbow Brigade is now the in-group of culture, so they will be protected. And if that means we have to overlook a few of your dead kids, so be it. And I know that's just like snow-shovel-to-the-face way to say it, but that's what's being demonstrated. There are not going to be NBC News stories about these families and their loss because they were Christians and because we have to protect a trans shooter who was violent and angry. So we're going to attack your worldview.
2: See, the lines are blurred so bad now with these different Christian groups that are open and affirming. And the narrative right now is so crazy that they're after the fundamentalists. But that's
1: why. This is why. We're now going to paint, this is how we attack your worldview. You're violent and hateful extremists. How do we know that? Because look at how concerned we have to be for this this cultural darling over here. You're going to hurt them if you knew how this one poor, misguided, mistreated soul was what they did. If you know the rationale behind them and the brokenness that you have inflicted, You will just simply inflict more brokenness, and we can't allow that because you're that bad. Now, what are they attacking? They're attacking your goodness. Now, Christian, that's foundational to who you are because where does your goodness come from?
2: Well, it's an alien in righteousness that yes. comes from our Lord. This is where yeah. your
1: theology matters. Yeah. You are who you are because the Lord has changed you. Because of your yeah. repentance and faith, Christ's work has been applied to your account, and you are a new creation. Behold, new things have come. Old have passed away, right? Amen. That's That's the, uh, the, uh, the Michael paraphrase right there. All right. So because that is you, they are now attacking you. you go, no, 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 because you claim all that, you're evil. You're wicked. You're angry, and you're sinful. Because you will attack this person. You're going, no, I won't. Mm -hmm. Now, do you see the problem we've created? Absolutely. They're attacking your foundations. What are you attacking? You're arguing.
2: You're on the defensive. Yeah, we're just on the defensive. We're trying to defend our our worldview.
1: You go, no, I won't attack them because I will answer your accusation. But I don't need to attack them. Mm Mm-hmm. God's judgment will take care of that wickedness. That person is being judged for their actions right now. You will be judged for your actions. I will be judged for my actions. Thanks be to God, I will be judged because I stand in Christ and I will be found not guilty. Are you sure you'll be the same?
2: Simple. Yeah, this reminds me, maybe because I was studying it this week, but um, I was studying Psalm 46 and the history behind it. (laughs) For some, there's there's a lot of debate. There's a lot of debate, but it, the history of it, I believe, goes back to Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles, um, twenty, chapter twenty, rather than um, the. Um... Anyway, <laughs> the, the whole. I'm 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 mixing things up here, but. The whole thing was is that Jehoshaphat humbled himself and prayed and God said, Don't worry, Jehoshaphat, I've heard your prayer. Okay. And and, and when they went into battle, all they had to do was sit and watch while God fought the fight and destroyed the, the enemy. And like you said, it it is God who's gonna judge. We don't need to fight. Just just like it was for Jehoshaphat and in Second Chronicles twenty, he he just sat back and, and the Lord fought the battle and they they they, they killed each other. <laughs> it it was an interesting battle tactic. Just go stand on that hill and watch the judgment of the Lord. <laughs> I don't want to go, go to wake. battle like that.
1: Oh wait, Christian, this is how you get to go to battle. This is again why I tell you though, you do not have fear and bring the weapon the right weapon with you.
2: Yeah. Right. You're
1: going to be attacked as hateful and a bigot and these poor parents of the of the girl who did
2: this. Couldn't even imagine.
1: Well, not just that, but they're going to be attacked now yeah. because they had the audacity to try to get their daughter a Christian education and try to get her to line up with reality and try to get her to repent of this insanity and to follow after God. They're going to be painted, though, as of hateful, evil monsters. Why? Because if they can paint you like that, they now have an excuse to mistreat you because you have been othered from society.
2: Well, that and, you know, there are already laws on the book about uh, trying to— take your child to counseling and, and to try and re, what do they call it? Re- oh,
1: yeah, it's not a re-education, but it's the, um uh-huh, yeah, the, the uh-huh. They call it the, what is it, the pray away the gay is the, is the yeah, catch line right. they give to it, right. which is, is so sad. So the, this um, is just
2: another notch for them to say, see what happens when you try to change who they really are? And, and, they're, and you, they're already it, spinning it see, like that. right
1: there, though, that's the key thing. Yeah. You know what? You're right. I can't change who you really are. Who are you?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk That's about who question. you really are. Right.
1: Because I know who God says you really are, that you are made in his image and that you are corrupt because of your sin and because of the sin of this world. Mm-hmm. And therefore, your self-definitions of who you are are broken and sinful and are a war against him on a daily basis. Therefore, I can't change who you are, but Christ can't. If you repent and put your trust in him and believe that his work is actually accomplishing something, then his work is applied to your account, and who you are can actually be changed. And then I didn't do that. The Holy Spirit did that. And then we can actually have a discussion about what your life looks like from this point forward. But as long as you're going to continue to live in a self-delusion, you're right. I'm not going to worry about who you are because who you are has been judged already.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Once again, Christian, there's your attack. Don't copy that verbatim because it's probably not great. But get back to the foundations. When you look at this world, recognize that you're looking at a hostile world. You're the outgroup now because something else has replaced you as foundational to this culture. And at the end of the day, you really want to know what's – this is going to hurt Americans. So you ready? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, what is the hyper in-group is the concept of hyper-individualism. This is why your Christianity is so weird. And this is one of the reasons why we talk about the affirming side of Christianity. Mm -hmm. Because they've fallen into what? Individualistic Christianity. Where they have looked at the church and looked at the world and said, Well, you can be who you are in the world and you can be who you are in the church. And God loves you just the way you are.
2: Well, not only that, but the way Andy Stanley spins it, (laughs) he he, he plays right into this narrative of how much they're persecuted, how much they have to endure. Because and, and, it's
1: an individualistic Christianity. Right, right. How many times have you heard me say you can't have Clint Eastwood Christianity? The man on the prairie alone with his horse, you know, I'm me and my Bible and my God and I need nothing. And I'm <laughs> to a Charlton Heston impression here. And Excuse I don't know me. why. So you can't live like that. You are actually – and how many times have we talked about this? You need to believe in community that helps teach the scriptures, that can guide you, that can shape you, that can hold you to account, that you can hold people to account in. Mm-hmm. You need a communal aspect of Christianity because at the end of the day, you are saved into a kingdom of believers, not just a kingdom of you. Now, remove that aspect of Christianity. Make Christianity about the individual solely in what have you created. You've created the perfect model to fall into every trap that the world has lain because you are basically the blind leading the blind. Or you're the blind being led by the blind in that situation. So again, though, what's the attack? Go back to the foundations. Yes, you want us to affirm who you are. Our answer is no, because we don't affirm anybody in who they are. Because who we are this side of the veil Mm -hmm. is broken. I'm not affirming your brokenness. I'm not affirming my brokenness. And how dare you expect me to do such? Again, this is how the gospel encounters a hostile culture. Yeah. By pointing out its brokenness, not by trying to negotiate with it. You can't negotiate with it. What's the number one rule of life? You don't negotiate with terrorists. And the hostage-taking that's going on now is affirm us or else. Yep. I choose or else. I choose or else because you know what? When I choose or else, you know who I'm putting my trust in? God.
2: God. Alone.
1: You can kill me. God will usher me into a kingdom safely. You can hate me. My Savior loves me. You can despise me. I have been freely given all things. I am secure in the spirit. I am guided towards a righteous kingdom. and eh, You got nothing here. We're, the, you, you have you have no power here. Right. That's a movie line and I can't think of where it comes from now.
2: You have no power here. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. I right? think it's a Lord yeah, of the Rings yeah. thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you have no power here. I can see Gandalf saying that. Yeah. It's not as dramatic as the thou shall you shall not pass, but you know, it's it's up there.
2: Well, I think he was talking to that um the the custodian of of Gondor or whatever he's usurped, he's the he's the oh, guy that lit himself it, on fire and jumped off the mountain thing. Yeah,
1: was that the, um, or was was it was it when he was said was it was, it, was it the, the Worm Tongue guy who was influencing the? Oh yeah,
2: no, you're right. That's who that's he says it, it to. No, that's it, it.
1: Isn't that who he says it to? Yep. Why had why do we know that? I've seen that movie once.
2: Really? Yes. Mm, I've seen it. No, I take
1: it back. I take it back. I have seen it twice because I saw it once when they like they first made the rounds on TV, and then I watched it again last summer. Um, my kids were old enough to watch it, and once we got like halfway through the first movie, my kids wanted to finish it. So over the course of the weekend, we watched like the rest of the twenty-eight hours of it because it does feel like that after a while.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I, I like I like the scenery and all that stuff. Oh no, it's it's In, very well done. Yeah. But yeah, it,
1: they are long. You have to admit they're long. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's, I think it is that guy. Oh, that's it. Yeah. He,
2: yeah, he was he was uh, seducing no the king power, with yeah. his magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs>
1: so, okay. Yeah, like, really this really has been a weird. little bit rambling. I know it. And, which, but that's okay. We but need, you've made some
2: good points. We need to
1: wrap it up. I, I, I think every once in a while, you know, blind squirrel is, is you know, sharpen the clock. Huh. Exactly.
2: Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> I'm having
1: good. So every once in a while, a blind squirrel finds a nut.
2: Okay, there it you
1: is. You know, you're not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Okay. A lot of broke clock is right twice a day. Yep, yep. So, yeah, I've so heard
2: of all the... Okay, so yeah. you just mixed... Yeah. I got it. So right. every once in a while, a blind guys.
1: squirrel is sharp on a clock. Every once in a while, a blind squirrel, sharp, a blind squirrel sharpens a clock. There you go.
2: <laughs> now I get where you're going. And the see, voices in my head are not telling me the right thing. You needed a chart, didn't yeah, you? Yes. You needed
1: like conspiracy theory, dude.
2: See? I'm seeing that now. See? I'll, I'll, actually, I'm seeing like the, the red yarn type. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You needed that. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, recap. Bullet points. See if this makes sense. What, this is your what have we learned today here, children. All right. The world hates you. Mm-hmm. The world is going to run cover for its own ideologies. Your ideologies are not their ideologies. Therefore, they're not going to cover for you because they hate you. You have to be aware of that and enter into the world prepared to attack not the thing, not the fruits of the world's ideologies, but you need to be prepared to attack the foundations of the world's ideologies. The fruits are secondary. You use the fruits to tell that the foundations are rotten, and then you know what you do? You go burn the puppy down. Mm-hmm. And you burn it down from the base. And that's how you have to live. And this story just crystallizes this for me because it is a demonstration that, wait a minute, if there's ever a time to be sympathetic, this is it. Three, 60, three people in their 60s yeah, right, and yeah. then three children under 10 were killed. And the only thing we can talk about is those evil Christian parents and how you don't need to know what was the reasoning behind this because you'll do violence. You just told me everything you needed. I needed to know about what you think about my worldview and how you think we operate. And you think we're on the outs. And you think that you can crush this worldview. And realize that when you do, Christian, they're not fighting against you. They're yeah. fighting against God.
2: Right. Now, right.
1: Analogy I used on Sunday morning. Right. How okay. do you defend God?
2: Well, it's just like that lion. You how let you him defen- out of the cage. How do you
1: defend the lion in the cage when mm-hmm. the kids are poking him with
2: sticks? Let him out. And you open him. the cage
1: door, and lion yeah. will defend himself. How do you defend God? You get out of the way. How do you get out of the way? By proclaiming reality, proclaiming the exclusivity of Christ, the reality of his judgment, and the hope that he provides in salvation. And God will defend himself. Either they will be confirmed in their judgment, their hearts will be hardened, and God will deal with them. Or the Holy Spirit will kick their teeth in and do his amazing work, and they will be changed. And then the mind will be renewed. You like that analogy, didn't you? I do. (laughs) (laughs) Then the mind will be renewed the life will be different, and we can make a disciple. But until, but that doesn't happen as long as we're arguing about fruit and throwing apples at each other.
2: Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I agree. I, a, I think the Second Chronicles reference that I made, Israel is, or Judah is, is surrounded by their enemies. They want them dead. They want them gone. God is the one that defended them. We don't defend God. God defends exactly. us. We, we don't depend on the world for their... For their uh, uh, approval for anything, we depend on God for His approval of our lives, and, and that's who we seek to to satisfy.
1: And what's the weapon?
2: Well, the, the scriptures. The scripture, are, yeah. Sort of the spirit. Because what yeah. do the
1: scriptures do? They rightly describe your world. Yeah. They rightly describe you. They rightly describe what's wrong with both of those things, and they explain how God fixes
2: them. I, I think, in 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 many ways, that that is why people get to this level of hatred because they know the truth. Mm-hmm. And they hate themselves because they don't conform to the truth, and therefore they want to show the whole world how much they hurt Mm -hmm. by hurting other people that don't deserve it.
1: Amen. And that's the world you've entered into. So be careful, be wary, remember the rules of life, and apple a day will keep anyone away if you throw it hard enough.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Don't throw
1: the apples, kids. Attack the foundations. Rest upon God, rest upon his word, and make sure you're bringing that weapon into the public square. Until we meet again, read your Bible. It'll do you good. Bye.